Welcome to Wellbeing for Everyday Life with me, Maeve Halpin. I'm here in studio today with Maria Burke, who was here with us about two years ago. I'm very happy that you've come up all the way from Cork to be with us again today, Maria. And Maria is a public health nurse who works in a team in Cork County. And she is also a graduate of the Diploma in Relationship and Parent Mentoring with Tony Humphreys down in Cork. Dr. Tony Humphreys. So you were here with us a couple of years ago, Maria, and uh, you were in the middle of the higher diploma at that time. And it was very fascinating to hear about how you were developing within yourself and in terms of your relationships as a result of doing the course and how you were bringing that into your work. So I might just read the a line from the information about the course, because it says We are always in relationship from conception right through to the end of life. It's the quality of those relationships that determines the well-being of individuals in all the settings in which we live. And I just think that is very profound and fundamentally true because a lot of our um, emphasis in life, I think, is on achievement, which is also good to do well in school, to get a good career, to have good financial security and all the rest. But we can have all those things and they are meaningless unless we have good relationships. And we can have none of those things and we can have a very rich life if we have good relationships. So you've also won an award. Your team has won an award uh, for your work in the community in Cork. That's uh, right. Maria, which is fantastic. And we'll talk a bit more about that as well. But first, maybe you can tell us about how you feel about the journey that you're on now, because that's how you describe it on the Relationship Parenting Mentoring course. Uh, thank you, Maeve, and thank you for asking me back. It's a it's a pleasure to be here, and um, it is it's a continual journey, and I have been on it for the last six years. And I suppose what I've noticed myself, Maeve, is that I myself, having had a look at my journey, and being in a more conscious place, and when consciousness meets unconsciousness, consciousness will arise, and I find that I am much more conscious and present when I'm with people and when I'm visiting people, certainly out there in the community, working as a public health nurse. Because you're seeing people at all life stages. We're seeing people from birth to death, which is right across the spectrum. And I suppose who who takes care of us in all of that? And what I'm noticing since I've done the um, higher diploma, especially and the interpersonal communication course, is by taking care of myself and being in a conscious place, I am then able to give a much more conscious presence to those that I'm encountering, but also staying separate, maybe for whatever is happening for them in their lives at that particular time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. maybe around an elderly relative that might be in the home at end of life, you know, and the family might be struggling in caring for that person. I'm able to provide support, but equally stay separate from them in their story. Yeah. They have a story, but they're not their story. So mm-hmm. I'm able to be present, provide support, but stay separate. So important, isn't it? Whenever and there's so many of us who work in professions where we're dealing with, you know, human struggle and adversity, and yeah. it's so important yeah. to have that separation, that boundary. Yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> and self care, of course, is so fundamentally important, especially for women. I have to say, because we tend to yeah. get pulled into yeah. other people's lives yeah. and looking after other people and taking yeah. on yeah. forty things yeah. all at the same time. Yeah. So, tell us a bit about the course uh, that you've done because. It's a quite a unique course, really, that Dr. Tony Humphreys, who's written many books 
and uh, one of them here I have is called Relationship, 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 The Heart of a Mature Society, which looks absolutely fascinating, written by Tony Humphreys and his wife, Helen Ruddle. So the course is about developing oneself, but it's also about understanding the psychodynamics of relationships yes. and so on as well. Yeah. And I suppose for Tony, he would say the starting point for the creation of mature society is the relationship that each of us has towards ourselves and how we ourselves then determine how we relate with others. Uh, And to do that, we have to get an understanding, getting really understanding our own relationship with ourselves in every aspect of our Mm -hmm. being, you know, physical, intellectual, psychological, emotional. Uh, behavioural, creative in every aspect of our being so all the modules that we cover in the course of especially the higher diploma would cover all of those aspects and when you're doing the modules and you're writing your essays you're looking at it from your own perspective you're Mm -hmm. bringing everything back to the self the I Mm -hmm. looking at it from say yourself in your teenage years you know how were your teenage years for you you know, uh, in your adult years, every aspect of that, you look at it for yourself. And then when you're in a mature place, because having a better understanding, giving yourself holding in that area, you th- you can then be in a much more solid place to give holding to others. Mm-hmm. But Tony would see it as, you know, it's a complete process and it's a it's it's a lifelong journey. You know, once you start and I've noticed this for myself, once you do start, there is no going back. And it is it is actually it's it's amazing and it's 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 life altering, really, because Mm -hmm. then every relationship you encounter going forward, be it me for myself, with my husband, Dennis, with my daughter, Abby and everybody I encounter out there in my work environment, in the community, with your friends, with your family of origin, you have a really solid look at all of that. And look at your protectors, whatever threats you encountered, getting understanding, you know, why the threats were there and how you manage those threats and how then maybe that would impact on you going forward and in your future relationship with anybody else you encounter. Mm-hmm. So looking at, at patterns, <coughs> sorry, patterns that we might have developed in yeah. the past that are no longer useful. Yeah. So maybe you can tell us something, Maria, about this idea of having a relationship with yourself, because that may be something that people maybe it can be kind of difficult to get your head around, I think, because we think about having our relationships with other people. But what what are the, what kind of relationship should we have with ourselves? Well, I suppose a loving certainly t- Tony's ethos is certainly that love love is uh, is is foremost in the relationship, and if you have a loving, uh, non judgmental, uh, respectful relationship with yourself, you can then uh, be in a solid place to have that with another. But also for me, what I have noticed, especially now, if I'm seeing my new mothers and babies, you know, I can t- stay totally separate but also have much more listening for the mother and the baby and the partner and give them the confidence and support that, yes, you can do this. This is your beautiful baby, your once-off, never-to-be-repeated creation. And equally, you know, I can certainly have my nursing hat on, per se, and give them the information and, say, my knowledge base and my experience but also maybe impart some of my own experience in a co-creative way, you know, that, you know, when you're a new mother, you might have negative thoughts, you might have doubts, you might have insecurities. I'm sure and this is new parents do. Do, sure. do, and this is completely normal. Yes. And that, you know, this is completely normal, but equally, this is something that, because of, number one, your hormones, but also, number two, you are this 
beautiful, gorgeous baby's mother who knows nobody else, who knows you from being in the womb, who knows your voice, knows your smell, and when you stroke it and when you give it eye contact and when you're there and when you're present, this is what the actual baby deserves and is getting unconditional love from you and will thrive. And I've seen it at work and I've seen it personally myself Mm -hmm. and also by giving it to myself I can then give it to others Mm -hmm. So this idea of having a good relationship with ourselves means that we're not being self-critical or not carrying shame and guilt and so on about things because we can all have things that we feel we have regrets about or that we're ashamed of. So is that part of the work of the course that all of this stuff is taken out and put on the table? All of this stuff is taken out you could say and put on the table but also these are your creations Need at the altar Need at the altar of your creations, need at the altar. What does that mean? In that, you know, shame, guilt, uh, hurts, whatever, they're all your protectors. These were always, these were all wise creations that you developed on the course of your journey for whatever reason. You know, I say, say for example, there are times myself I might get a little bit dark for whatever reason but I've had a look at that for myself and I get an understanding of it because of maybe something that happened in my childhood that had been repressed that I was afraid to maybe speak my truth speak my voice for whatever reason but I now have an understanding and I can sit with it and get and say yeah what's going on here for me now and say bring it back to myself bring it back to the little Maria and have an understanding and have compassion and love for myself in all of that so they're all wise creations that we developed along the way because of our story and we all have a story Okay, but at an unconscious level, these things can still be running us in a way and maybe keeping us blocked from various parts of ourselves. So it's about making the unconscious conscious, isn't it really, as you mentioned earlier? Yeah. Which is, people can find that, I think, a bit threatening, the idea of taking all these skeletons out of the closet and looking at them. Yeah. And is that something that you did as part of a group process? We we, we, we do it at the moment in continual support where we we meet once a month with a a beautiful uh, supportive lady Lorna who provides uh, what's called shared vision which would be maybe supervision in other words in other areas of counselling we call it shared vision but again it's around the support that we have because there's safety and when there's safety it's amazing what will emerge and no judgement safety and no judgment I find is the biggest thing because you're sitting there and you might be telling a story for whatever reason because of what happened to you in your past or in your present and something might resonate for me in my story because of that so we can sit with that and have a look at it and say gosh this really totally makes sense to me now and I can work on it or move forward and have compassion and love for it Okay so the safety means safety from what? Safety safety in that no matter what I share with you or no matter what you share with me there is no judgment or I'm not no criticism no criticism no judgment no rejection nothing yeah it's Mm. it's it's completely 100% acceptance Mm -hmm. and completely 100% understanding Mm -hmm. of yes I can hear you Maeve I can listen to you Mm -hmm. you know I can acknowledge yes Mm -hmm. you you know that 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 was terrible for you and whatever or you know, I can I can get an understanding of it for you, but also for mm-hmm. myself. And it might resonate mm-hmm. something similar that might have happened in my story. Mm-hmm. So things that maybe were shut down or shut off or denied within ourselves can be taken out and shown to the light and uh, 
power of listening is so important, isn't listening, it? Listening, to have yeah. someone to listen. Yeah. I notice that so much in my own work yeah. and from my side too when I have people who listen to me that just talking through something and putting it into words and allowing another person to hear it without being criticised or without being without somebody trying to change it or make you feel better or anything. Just listening yeah. itself has an enormous power of healing. And listening would have been, we would have done quite a, a bit of work on listening, but listening is just ongoing. And 93% of communication is non-verbal. Exactly. I remember the first time I heard that, I was mm. going, oh my God. Mm-hmm. So everything we're saying, that's only 7%, 7, 7% of that is completely absorbed, but it's actually the listening. Mm-hmm. And I've mm-hmm. noticed myself, and I certainly practice a lot more in that I try to listen, mm-hmm. but maybe even listen to myself. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, having a quiet time, taking that time to listening and minding myself and listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, the emphasis on self-care is something that, do you feel that's coming more into your work generally yeah. in, as a nurse, yeah. Maria? It wouldn't necessarily have been part of the culture of nursing and the medical profession that to think about nurses needing care, care it, for themselves? I, you know, d- it's unbelievable for me to think I'm 40 years in nursing this year and I would have noticed over the years we're in a caring profession but we don't care for ourselves and there is definitely a shift I have noticed that there is a shift and maybe it is perhaps because I'm more conscious myself and I'm taking more care of myself and that does tend to have a ripple effect and I've noticed it does and I'm very conscious of I will ask people how are you how are you doing? Or if you have the safety to impart a bit of your story and I listen and I take it on board, I will always ask, and how are you doing? Are you taking good care? Are you minding yourself? And I wouldn't have heard that a lot in the past. And as I said, maybe I wasn't in a conscious, conscious enough place to hear it. But I know certainly for me now I am. And I like to take note that I will impart that to others. Okay, and what kind of things do you do for yourself, Maria, in terms of self-care to recharge your batteries or to take time out? What kind of things kind of help you to feel restored? For me, uh, certainly is the support with my fellow mentors, my my fellow Mm travellers. And um, as I said, we have a group we meet once a month and Mm -hmm. also I have shared vision on a Mm one-to-one. So I see a mentor on a one-to-one, which Mm -hmm. I I just find so supportive. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I walk. I read, I take time out. If I need time out for my relationship with my husband or my daughter, I'm very conscious that I can request that. I make a request. No, I need to do this for myself. And actually okay. that has a knock-on effect then as well for Dennis and Abby as well, I've noticed. I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure. And it means they can do it for themselves yes. then when they need that. Yeah. Okay, thanks, Maria. I'm here talking to Maria Burke, who's a public health nurse in Cork and is also a graduate of the Diploma in Relationship and Parenting mentoring in Cork with Dr Tony Humphreys. So now we'll go to our first piece of music and I'm playing again this wonderful piece of music from Playing for Change where it's on YouTube and it's a channel where musicians are coming together from all over the world to play uh, classic pieces of music and this is The Wait with Robbie Robertson. Shook my hand 
Rose Homestead. Take a load off Annie. Take a load for free. Take a load off Annie. Put the load out on me. I pick up my bed. For a place to hide When I saw old Tom on the door Walking side by side Say hey, come on, come on Let's go downtown She said I gotta go But my friend can stick around Take a load of baby Take a load for free Down, Miss Moses, there ain't nothing you can say. Just so Luke, and Luke's waiting on Judgment Day. Well, Luke, my friend, what about young Annalise? Said, do me a favor, son, won't you stay and keep Annalise company? Take a load off Annie, take a load for free.
everything's fine on 93.9 Dublin South FM. Oh, will you look at them go? I wish I had their energy. Ah, they're good for the soul, though, aren't they? I can't imagine life without Lucky, <laughs> but he might outlive me yet. Oh, well, take my advice and sign up for a Dog's Trust Canine Care card. It's completely free, and it's given me such peace of mind since I did. What's that? Well, it's simple, really. It means if you pass away before Lucky, Dog's Trust will take him in and give him the care and love he needs until they match him with the perfect forever home. That sounds terrific. How much did you say it costs? It doesn't cost a cent. Great. How do I sign up? Just text CARE to 50100 and they'll call you with more information. Or you can go to dogstrust.ie. Well, that's wonderful advice. I'll do that right away. Here, Lucky. Good boy. Whatever loan you're looking for, wedding loans, holiday loans, car or home improvement loans, make sure you talk to your local Capital Credit Union, where there are no hidden charges or early repayment penalties on your loan. Loans subject to approval, terms and conditions apply, Capital Credit Union Limited, regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Senior Line is a confidential telephone service for older people. Free phone 1-800-80-45-91. We're open every day of the year from 10am till 10pm, including Christmas Day and New Year. So it's free phone 1-800-80-45-91. We're there if you need someone to talk to and need someone to listen. We're older people too, so we will understand, and we're very good at listening. Did you get the Senior Line number? It's free phone one 800 80 Your community radio for South Dublin. This is Dublin South FM. Welcome back to Wellbeing for Everyday Life with me, Maeve Halpin. I'm here in studio with Maria Burke, who's a public health nurse and also a graduate of the Diploma in Relationship and Parenting, Parent Mentoring in Cork with Dr Tony Humphreys. So now, Maria, I'm very happy to hear that the public health nurses and the community nurses in your area in Cork won an award recently. And it's great to see these people mostly women I'd imagine yes. who are doing all this absolutely essential yes. work in the community yeah. almost invisible but yes. keeping the whole show on the road for yes. us getting recognition so yeah. maybe you could tell us a bit about that award uh, Yes Maeve uh, the Cork and Kerry Community Healthcare Awards were held recently and um, I suppose I'm just very lucky to be working with a wonderful team in Kinsale and we work out of a primary healthcare centre and we work with a multidisciplinary team and I suppose I've been there five years and in the last five years I've noticed that the public health nurse and the community nurse at times tend to, tend to be the link between a lot of the disciplines and especially in coordinating care and the link with the GPs and we have two wonderful GP practices in Kinsale and the awards came up and I said to my lovely colleagues you know I think that uh, maybe we'll go forward for this award and a lot of the times because of what we do and because of our caring profession we don't tend to say say anything positive or give ourselves a pat on the back and don't value huge, it yeah don't value and that's it hugely hugely important and I see the work that's being done and you know the HSC value values are that it's all about caring and kindness and you know, in Kinsale, certainly with the lovely colleagues I work with, you know, Josephine, uh, Deirdre, there's two Deirdres, Eleanor, uh, Carl, Fiona and uh, 
I suppose I'll include myself in that and Helen, uh, that, you know, there is uh, certainly communication, there's cooperation, there's continuity and above all else, there's caring. And I see that on a daily basis. So I put us forward and much to our surprise, uh, we were invited down and there was three nominees in each category. And in our category was the Health and Wellbeing Award. And we were sitting there and the next thing, the announcement was made and we won the award. Now, it's not we're not it's not about the winning, but it's also nice. It is nice to get the acknowledgement. Of course. And, you know, I do see it in a daily basis in Kinsale. We had a wonderful student last year, Deirdre, and Deirdre saw that maybe there might be an avenue out there in Kinsale for a baby well clinic which wasn't there previously and we started that baby well clinic on top of all the other work we do but we started the baby well clinic and it's one hour uh, on a Thursday uh, in the Kinsale primary care and since that time over 200 mothers and babies and parents it's mostly mothers have attended and it's uh, no appointment a drop-in clinic. So I think that speaks volumes in, you know, the service that's being offered and that's a free service in Kinsale okay. and how wonderful, what a support for the parents. And and what, what happens at the Baby Well Clinic? The Baby Well Clinic is that we're there to support the mothers around the bonding process. Okay. You know, if they've concerns around feeding, especially okay. first-time mothers. Yes. Breastfeeding, bottle yeah. feeding, sleep. You know, I'd imagine sleep. Is a big issue. And Lucy Wolf, who we sp- you spoke with the last time, very kindly came in and did a presentation for us at the Baby Well Clinic, and over forty attended that uh, clinic. And next Thursday we have our beautiful paediatric occupational therapist coming in doing a presentation, and we invite all the mothers around the Kinsale and surrounding area to attend these clinics. And it's just the feedback has been nothing but positive. They form them as subgroup, especially first time mothers. You're out there, you're alone, you meet other mothers, you might meet for coffee. So important. So it has a knock on effect. And yes. it is and I know it myself from being an elderly first time mother in my forties, the importance of the support and the continued support. And you know, so I do feel that certainly this mm. award was well mm. deserved, even though I know there's amazing work mm-hmm. being done out there by mm. public health nurses and community nurses mm. all around the country. Yeah. And you know, it is nice to get the recognition, but we continue to still do the work, of which course. is great. But I think it is important to mention that, like, for a lot of first time mothers or even second time mothers, motherhood is isolating. It you is. You know, you're alone yeah. in the house with a small yeah. child, you have no adult stimulation. Yeah. yeah. For some people, that can be very difficult and it can be terrifying as well to be in yeah. charge of a little, this little tiny infant yeah. who's completely and totally dependent on you, yeah. can't tell you what they need. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's OK to ask for help. It's, this is what's it's, so important. It's, it's absolutely OK to ask for help. And you know what I've noticed, Maeve, in my own journey, certainly with uh, the interpersonal communication and the relationship mentoring in, I do impart some of my own story to my mothers if it's appropriate. You know, uh, yes, I'd say, you know, are you struggling? I struggled. When they hear, you mean you struggled? Okay. And it's like, it's it's normalising it, but equally, 
I'm not going deeply into my own story, but uh-huh. I'm there and I'm listening to them and supporting them okay. and guiding them along the way, but also yeah. supporting them that, yes, you are amazing. Look okay. at what you've created. Because I suppose it's easy to think, oh, well, you're a nurse, like you'll know everything, like it'll yeah. all come easy to you, whereas yeah. like you're an ordinary human being at yes. the same time. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. that's I, interesting, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. and it's and, and uh, certainly, you know, there's an awful lot of, uh, you know, certainly I've noticed a change in the 18 years I've been a public health nurse. There's so much on the internet now. There's so much out there about this perfect. First of all, you've got to be perfect parents and they are perfect parents and not realising it. And you have this perfect baby, but then the baby cries, the baby doesn't sleep. You know, it might have reflux, you know, the breastfeeding might work initially. And this is a struggle that actually everybody else has, but they mightn't voice it. And there's nothing nothing wrong with voicing it and saying actually I am struggling here can I request a little bit of help and also there's a change in the relationship with the couple because now all of a sudden especially first time parents they have this new beautiful little baby you know but equally the dynamics of the relationship change and it's so amazing to be able to support the parents in that but also to listen to them and I'm here and I'll take you where you're at but I listen and I'm here to support you and how wonderful then for us in Kinsale that we have the Baby Well Clinic going forward that you can come in one mother came in every week and said oh my god I, I, I come every week I said great come come yes. every week that's what we're here for and we're here to support you okay fantastic yeah. and uh we should also mention that there are parenting courses available yes, as well. They are. For yep. people at any, when the children any, are at any age, I presume. Any age or adults, parenting courses, especially for the parents themselves. And you know, a lot of the time, it's all about parenting yourself. And then we were mirrored to our children. Mm-hmm. So if you can look at yourself and parent mm-hmm. yourself, you're then mm-hmm. in a more solid, secure place mm-hmm. to parent and listen and be mm-hmm. present for your child. So mm-hmm. if you go on the IARM website, the website, yeah, the Irish Association of Relationship Mentoring website. That's IARM.ie. Yeah. And it will give you a list of whatever parenting courses are out there around the country. And I certainly mm. know at the moment there's really good parenting courses being run in Clonakilty, in Cork City, uh, in Crosshaven, um, in Listole, uh, in various places around Kerry and all over Dublin oh, that I'm aware Dublin. of, but certainly yes. in other places as, as well. Yes. And they can be anything from six to eight weeks. And then whoever is running the course, there is a fee and the fees can vary, but that's all on the website. OK, so that'd be like maybe one morning or one evening a, a week, week for yeah. six or eight yeah. weeks. Yeah. I know I know people who've done these courses and they say, oh, my God, I'm so sorry I didn't do them years yeah. ago. Yeah. Because they give you really practical tips yeah. and support, yeah. like, in yeah. dealing with the parents. But, like, uh, do you think there's something then, you were talking about what people see online, that people think, people, I guess, we all put our perfect lives on the internet. We don't put our miseries and our depressions and all these things, but we put all our good times on the internet. That's it. So that, do you feel that parents maybe new parents are looking at this and thinking oh, I'm, do- I'm, I'm not measuring up yes, to these standards yes, that other yes, people seem to be able yeah. to achieve effortlessly. Yeah. And they're comparing and comparing themselves which is, you know, that's only normal, isn't it? I mean, we, we, we've all done that at certain stages in our lives and like when I'm there and when I'm present with the parent I'm saying, you know, we'll put down the phone I'm here, I listen to you, I'll take whatever you're saying to me on board but equally when I acknowledge that yes, you are struggling and it is okay to struggle. So let me hear and support you in your struggle. But also, you have all the tools in yourself to look after your beautiful, gorgeous baby. And you know, 
the support we give our babies, the eye contact, the loving, the stroking, the mm-hmm. holding mm-hmm. is the responsiveness is beyond amazing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, a baby's brain, 80 percent developed by the age of three. And parents are so, uh, you know, amazed when they even hear this. So it's all the foundations we can give unconditional love to this baby. And then it actually does work because we see the babies right up to when they're four and sometimes over four. So we see them from birth, give as much support as we can on that journey. We see them at three months for a developmental check, nine months, two years and three and a quarter. So we have a continual relationship with the parents and also with the child and looking and supporting and holding them in this process. It's amazing, really. We're privileged. Mm -hmm. It's privileged work, Mm -hmm. but it's lovely work. Mm -hmm. And whatever we can do then to support ourselves around that, how Mm. good for us, Mm. good for us. And it's lovely to see them growing up into little toddlers and then amazing. when they start talking and walking and all that. There's nothing more amazing than so the open hand of the child. I know, the open you know, heart. The open heart. They're so beautiful. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But having said that, they are very difficult at times as well and demanding and stressful. And every parent, I'm sure, has felt they want to kill their child at some point. And that's all OK, too. Like, I, I think people can suffer from this thing that, like, you're supposed to be blissful in bliss happiness yes, 24-7 yes. once you've got yes. this little baby whereas yes. there are times you feel like running away and never coming back and equally you know the tiredness yeah. you know nobody can uh, prepare you for the tiredness and certainly around the breastfeeding because there is no routine around breastfeeding and this beautiful gorgeous little baby is hanging off you 24-7 and you might catch two hours of a sleep you know but equally if you can get into the mindset yes and while the baby sleeps you can sleep. This is it. Forget about the housework. Exactly. Forget about everything else. You uh-huh. go to sleep when your baby is sleeping and it's wonderful. And you know, uh, children, even like you say, the toddlers, how creative they are and all behaviour, as we know, is communication. You know, and sometimes, oh my gosh, my, my child is so bold. Very rarely is there a bold child. They might be looking for attention. They might want you to communicate with them. Are you a little bit distracted there, mum? Why are you not looking at me? Why are you not listening to me? Why can you not see that I'm beyond amazing? And you know, we do the these uh, various courses we have to say manual handling and they show us a video of a beautiful toddler lifting a box what does a toddler do? bend its legs what do we do? bend Bend our our backs what do we do? break our backs whereas the child he knows nothing else of course I'll, I'll bend my legs to lift this box so we can learn so much from children because they're so creative and amazing as were we you know when we came into this world you know starting on our own journey but it, it is and it is it is wonderful to see and to support the parents around this but also support ourselves around it mm-hmm. because while we're giving them holding we have to give ourselves holding mm-hmm. and that's why I think it's so important for us as nurses and in all my years in nursing I think it's even more important now going forward that we give ourselves support because when we're supported and solid we can then be in a solid, secure place to give support to others. This is so fundamental, isn't it? It's like when you're on the plane and they give you the safety instructions and they say as a parent, put on your oxygen, put on your own oxygen mask before you put on your child's oxygen mask. Yes. Because you can't do anything for anybody else yes. if you're not yes. able to breathe. Yes. And uh, yeah. looking after ourselves, it's, I think it's very deeply ingrained in us, especially as women, to think that this is selfish, you know, and... That we shouldn't have to, we shouldn't do it and, uh, you know, that we should feel guilty about caring for ourselves. Whereas, like, if by looking after ourselves and making sure we have good support in our own lives, we can give more to others then. Completely, completely, yeah. Maeve. And, and we don't have to make other people feel guilty for all the work we do for them because we're so burnt out. Yes, yes, 
yeah. which is the and classic martyr you know, syndrome. And, and equally, I suppose, it is mainly mothers that we do see a lot attending our clinics. But also there is a shift there. I, will, I have noticed too that p- uh, parents come in as couples and sometimes if the mother can't come in, the father will come in. And, you know, I have noticed more of that now than I would have, say, initially, maybe 18 years ago, it was always the mother or always the presumption that, oh, it is the mother will come in with the child, you know, and uh, and it's lovely to see. And it's lovely and it's lovely to be able to support them and hold them in this in this beautiful journey. And what is more amazing than a creation of a new baby? I mean, it's wonderful. It what is joy wonderful. it brings. It does. It does. Yeah. But demands as well. You know, yes, it demands yes, as well. Yes, yeah, uh, no, it is yeah. wonderful, and it's, it's great. It's it's so great to see a new baby coming into the world, and uh, to know that th- there are supports like that for women in the community. And I guess all all around the country, you're going oh, to find is, people who there is these kind of things. Yes, yeah. you know, and equally, you know, and it's not that uh, we're well. I suppose I will say that it, it is working well in Conceal. I will say that. You know, and there is, you know, there is these new primary care centres going up everywhere. But I do, I have noticed that the multidisciplinary team in Kinsale are amazing. Okay. And, I, and I, I really, I see it in action. So I'm talking my truth and I'm talking my mm. felt experience. Mm. We all support each other. Mm-mm. And I mean, like I mentioned earlier, the GPs, we equally have the physios, the OTs, occupational Yeah, I was going to ask you, who are all the, on this the, disciplinary team? There's the, there's the physiotherapist, there's the occupational therapist, there's the speech therapist, there's the psychologist, there's the community in primary care um, counselling the counselling yeah um, you know uh, I'm trying to think now offhand I think mm. I, I don't want to leave anybody out mm-hmm. so I'm always very slow to, mm-hmm. but and equally social workers I guess huh? uh, no not in, not attached to the primary care centre okay. where we are we would okay. obviously have a, a accessibility to them yeah. but what I uh, we've the dental we've the dental service you know and what we've um, you know a dementia care service and what I love is that we have contact with all these people so that I can go to you, Maeve, and say, look, I'm seeing this child, you know, I have a query around this. So even it might need a referral. So there's huge communication and huge listening. And every Friday we have a primary care meeting where we sit at a a table discussing, you know, the elderly, their particular care needs in complete confidentiality. And it's like, what can we do now to support this person? They're coming out of hospital. What needs to be put in place? How can we support this person to be maintained living at home for as long as possible? And as you know, Maeve, and as I know, that is you. That is 100% what a person wants and wishes for. It is. So there's an open and honest forum that we can say, here, what can we do now? Oh, and certainly the home health coordinator, the home helps are beyond amazing. And we sit around the table and say, well, what can we do now as a team? And certainly for us as public health nurses, because we tend to be sole practitioners, practitioners to think that we have this support and we have this backup and we can communicate especially to the GPs and to the other disciplines you know this is what's needed this is what's their nursing need from our point of view and then what are the other needs from the other disciplines and how soon can we provide this care and support Mm -hmm. so I do see that in action in Kinsale Mm -hmm. and I suppose you know I saw it when I worked in Australia years ago and it Mm -hmm. is now here now in Kinsale and it's wonderful to see. Right, I can certainly say from my own experience of dealing with the public health nurses in a previous job I had, the public health nurses are like a hub, they're like a mine of information about everything that's available. 
in, for people and certainly for people staying at home there, yeah. there really is good sports yeah. there there is good and sports. people live longer when they stay at home oh, and they they're do. happier sometimes obviously people do need full time nursing care eventually yes. near the yes. end of their lives and that's yeah. that's okay too and the nursing homes are great yeah. I find yeah. but uh, it's uh, being able to connect in with all those other professionals and provide a holistic kind of approach, approach. It's, it's wonderful it's and equally you have the support of the local community hospital you have mm-hmm. the local daycare centres you know you have meals on wheels you have everything and mm-hmm. I mean once people know that that service is available and they're utilising mm-hmm. it that's what I've noticed mm-hmm. and it really really does work and it's lovely to see isn't it wonderful to see I've seen it on a personal level with my own mother mm-hmm. and then you see mm-hmm. it on a professional level and good mm-hmm. isn't it great it is yeah. great it is yeah so I'm here talking to Maria Burke, who's a public health nurse and also a graduate of the Diploma in Relationship Parenting Mentoring in Cork with Dr. Tony Humphreys. And now we'll just go to our next piece of music, which is another one for from Playing for Change. It's called No More War. Some winning, some losing 
your community radio for South Dublin. This is Dublin South FM. Could you and your dog spend one hour per week bringing special moments to people in care centres? Or would you like one of our volunteer visiting teams to come and visit your care centre? At Irish Therapy Dogs, we have a dedicated interest in the use of pet therapy for people in long-term or daily residential care. A professional organisation aimed at providing a pet therapy service on a national basis. If you with your dog would like to get involved, or if you would like one of our visiting teams to visit your care centre, then please call us on 01544-6198 or visit irishtherapydogs.ie for more information. Do you need a professional-looking website or graphics for your company? Does your current website work on all modern devices, such as tablets and smartphones? If not, you are losing business. Preamp Digital Media provides a full range of solutions to give your company the edge in today's digital world. Please visit www.preampdigitalmedia.com for all the information you need. That's www.preampdigitalmedia.com. I've always provided. That's what I do. Even when the job shut down, I somehow managed. But the pressure chips away at your confidence. I felt alone. I needed to talk things out. I learned Samaritans isn't just for when you hit rock bottom. I'm glad I called. It's always worth getting problems big and not so big off your chest. Call Samaritans. No pressure, no judgment. We're here for you. Anytime, talk to us. Free call 116123 or go to samaritans.ie. Broadcasting to South Dublin on 93.9. This is Dublin South FM. Welcome back to Wellbeing for Everyday Life with me, Maeve Halpin. I'm here in studio with Maria Burke, who's a public health nurse down in Kinsale and Cork, and also a graduate of the uh, Relationship and Parenting Mentoring Programme in uh, in Cork with Dr. Tony Humphreys. And uh, just to read from the blurb of the course, it says, We are always in relationship from conception right through to the end of life. It is the quality of those relationships that determines the well-being of individuals in all the settings in which we live. And I'd say from my own experience as a counsellor now, that's extremely true. Fundamentally, what people coming in are coming in to talk about in counselling is often to do with their relationships. And as you talked about earlier, Maria, our relationship with ourselves, because that can be quite critical and judgmental and not helpful to ourselves. So uh, we've been talking there about new mothers and babies and fathers and the challenges at the beginning of life when we're parents. And you have also, of course, personal experience of your own parents passing away. That's right. And your mother was just last year. Uh, two years, oh, two, two years, years ago now. Two years, yeah. Her anniversary is on Saturday. Yes, and yeah. it was quite soon. And you know, Maeve, um, certainly being on this journey of relationship with myself, you know, and I suppose in all relationships, your first responsibility is to know yourself. And I am certainly getting a deeper understanding at times in that I may be listening to myself, identifying my feelings, my thoughts, my actions, my dreams, you know, taking personal ownership that all that arises is within, is within me. And, you know, I know because of this relationship that at times I'm able to come from the I place, you know, I rather than the you, because when I'm with the you place, I'm unconscious and I'm off my I island. And I know that this helped me in supporting my own mother at the end of life. 
which was, you, a, pr- which was you, a privilege for me. Of yes. course. Can you just explain that about the I island the, the U? The U in that, you know, um, if I say something from an I place, mm. I'm coming from myself, mm. my I. Mm. If I'm coming from a U place, mm. I'm coming off my island, so I'm mm. a little bit disconnected. So I'm saying something like you yeah. are this, yeah. you are the yeah. other. Yeah. Whereas if I'm saying I, th- yeah. I think this, yeah. I feel this. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's really important actually in communication because once we start to say to somebody you are yes. whatever, yeah. anybody is going to get defensive. Yes. N- yes. N- n- whether it's true or false, yes. it's going to get defensive. Yeah. So if, if you can say something like I feel yeah. upset when you do this, yeah. then you're owning your own experience Completely. like, and not yeah. trying to put it onto the other person. That's right. Because everything is of us for us and belongs to us. Mm-hmm. So when you're coming mm. from the eye place, you're coming from a true place mm. and you have a connection, haven't you, with your mm. head and your heart. Mm. Whereas mm. you're coming from a you place, you're mm. a little bit disconnected. Yes. Maybe more in your head. It's more about the other person yes. than you. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. all good at seeing faults in other people. Yes, <laughs> I know. Yeah. We're all br- yeah. br- geniuses yeah. at that. That's right. But, uh, it's been able to look at our own reactions and That's managing it. them yeah. is the thing, isn't yeah. it? And that all comes down to awareness. That's it. And being non-judgmental. Completely. In all of that. Completely. Not, not judging ourselves. Yeah. 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 Very important. Yeah. So now to go back to what you were saying there about oh, your mother. I suppose uh, me, for me and because of the work that I continue to do, and I don't, so, Tony wouldn't maybe like to call it work, but the process that I'm on and my conscious journey, you know, I was at the time in a lot of pain but also privileged to be able to hold my mother at the end of life you know I I was with her the night before she died and then the morning she died she unfortunately had a stroke and uh, I knew this because of my nursing background and I was able to support her and actually hold her in my arms and um, know that what was happening but I knew myself I could see I was really truly present and you know she was uh, attempting to make herself comfortable and I was able to say to her you know mother you're overventilating here take nice deep breaths I'm here I'm present I'm with you and um, you know she slid onto the floor and at one stage I noticed my two arms was around her and for some reason the immediate thought that came into my head was, God, this is like coming out of the womb. And I was able to hold her and kissed her on the forehead and said, Mum, I love you. And I know that I was really present to her, but also to myself. And I was able to, um, you know, wrap her up in a duvet. And funny, even thinking about it, I noticed everything about her. I noticed her skin. I noticed her hair. I noticed the clothes she was wearing. I noticed the jewellery she was wearing. And, you know... I do feel it's a privilege to have got that opportunity, but also to be able to stay separate and say, this is mum's time, you know, and she's ready to go. And I was in a situation recently where I was in a house and we were supporting a lady in her supporting of her mother at end of life. And it has never happened to me before. I was with them standing, talking to them, and all of a sudden I started crying. And I was thinking to myself, where has this come from? But I knew where it had come from. And uh, I apologised and I excused myself. And the daughter followed me out and I said, look, I'm really sorry. You know, I had a similar experience. My own mother died in the kitchen and this woman happened to be in her own kitchen. Good for her. And the daughter turned to me and gave me the biggest hug and said, well, Marie, it proves you have a heart. Where previously in the past I would have suppressed that or I, I possibly would have sat in my car and cried and told nobody. But there's no shame in that. You know, I am not ashamed to say, yes, I can cry. 
I've lost my mother in similar circumstances and I certainly know how I can now try and support you in this and around this and I know that on my journey and because of the process this has allowed me to do that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm I'm uh, it is privilege mm-hmm. and like I even said to that to that lady even with her own mother dying I said have you given your mother permission to go mm-hmm. have you said to your mother have you voiced anything and she said can I do that Maria I said would you like to do it should I would I said then do it give her permission allow her to go you know and isn't that lovely to be in a position to do that Fantastic. And I don't think I would have been in a position maybe six years ago mm-hmm. if similar circumstances had happened. Mm. You know, it's quite amazing, really, because it's such a difficult time. And it is a difficult often time. people don't know what to say or don't know yes. what to do. Yes. But for you, you were just living with your integrity, the yes. integrity of your experience at yeah. that moment. Yes. And the woman was able to respond to that as well because she could see that it was real. She could. And, I, and you know, in uh, while I was even with her, I was able to ask her questions in that, would you like me to phone Geraldine? Would you like me to phone Dennis? So I suppose I also gave her choices, which was lovely. And I mean, I, it, it's a privilege for me and I'm really glad that I got the opportunity and I thank her that she gave me the opportunity Fantastic Fantastic Okay Maria we've come to the end of the programme already we could talk for a lot longer so uh, Maria has been uh, studying with uh, Dr Tony Humphreys down in Cork the Higher Diploma in Relationship Parent parent Mentoring so the website if you want to learn more about that is iarm.ie and there's a phone number here 087 9849158087 so there's a whole range of courses that are run through the Irish Association of Relationship Mentors and people can come in at different levels and it's really about developing ourselves, developing our self-awareness, developing our relationship with ourselves in a healthy positive way so that our relationship with others around us becomes more healthy and positive all really good stuff I have to say so Maria thank you so much for coming on the show congratulations on the award you won for the public health nurses and community nurses doing absolutely essential work on the ground out there in the community in Kinsale thank you and so hopefully much hopefully we'll see you again maybe next year and you can update us on your progress thank you Maeve okay. it's a pleasure thanks thanks Maria and now a very appropriate song to end with uh, Elvis Presley If I Can Dream Must be lights burning brighter somewhere. Got to be birds flying higher in a sky more blue. If I can dream of a better land where all my brothers walk hand in hand, tell me why. Understanding sometime strong winds of promise that will blow away the doubt and fear. If I can dream of a warmer sun where hope keeps shining on everyone, tell me why. Oh, why? Oh, I want that sun 
But as long as a man has the strength 